Pause. Has spoken. Good morning. Welcome to the land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the land of Boz. I, as my good friend Alicia said, am Jeff Bosley. Welcome to Monday the 8th. Dude, Mondays is just terrible. I hate Mondays. I really hate Mondays. I agree with you, Mr. Intoxication. Mondays suck. However, for those of you listening, you know Mondays are also free at the Land of Oz. So, free episode here, and uh, hopefully your your balls enjoy it enough that you check out all the other episodes. Patreon.com forward slash Jeff Bosley. So, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the show, I want to ramble. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is some interesting stuff that happened with Izzy. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my dog Izzy, she is my little canine partner in crime, my furry soulmate, and uh, we've been through thick and thin. She's literally almost died or been killed three times. More surgeries than I can count, like my good friend Jesse says, who has a segment on this show. She is like the Wolverine of dogs. Uh, she can't be killed, and she's made of more metal than uh, tissue at this point. She's like a cybernetic organism wrapped over a polymetal skeletal. Whoever knows the quote from Terminator knows what I'm saying. But um, a little moment of, I don't know, not I wouldn't say confession because that implies I did something wrong, but a little moment of honesty, I guess. For those of you who also know me, uh, know uh, my ex and I, Pauline and I, got a dog, Frank, uh, way back when, maybe about a year and a half ago. Amazing little rescue dog, senior, uh, the kind of dog nobody wants, but we wanted him because that's the kind of dogs we actually like. And um, the poor little fella had to have some serious work done afterwards. Um, Love him to death, and uh, we got the work done. But unfortunately, uh, I'll try to keep it objective, but unfortunately through um, whatever happened during his dental uh, anesthesia, his trachea was damaged, causing it to collapse. Small dogs and small airways are hard to intubate. I know this from personal experience because because uh, in background I've yet to disclose on the show yet, I have extensive, extensive experience intubating animals, especially small animals. So I see where they're coming from, but because I could do it and I'm a caveman, I'm not ups- I'm slightly upset that uh, his trachea was damaged to the point where the collapse is affecting his airway, was affecting his oxygen saturation, thus ex- affecting his oxygen exchange, causing him to pretty much, his brain to think he's choking, causing him to constantly cough. Uh, Pauline and I, we did everything possible. Um, his dignity was still intact, but it just kept getting worse, and finally we had to put the poor little fella down. I know it's a good way to start a Monday. I apologize. Uh, but little Frank... Um, the dude was awesome. It still almost actually right now brings a tear to my eye. I love that guy so much. He was amazing. Uh, his heart was so big and uh, it killed me to have to put him down, but it was no, unquestionably the right thing to do. Even one day longer, it would have been it would have been rude. It would have been mean to keep him going. I'm no more than six feet away from me. I have his ashes and a little ink paw print from uh, they, the, uh, the vet got for me. Um, but anyway, the reason I was bringing that sadness up is now Izzy, uh, for those of you who don't know, or you should know, dogs and their dental care go hand in hand with their like internal uh, health. Um, dogs, if they have poor teeth, it can actually affect their heart and all sorts of, there's a massive downward spiral. I, I brush Izzy's teeth at night and I really take care of her. As anybody knows, I almost overtake her, but I've never been wrong. So anybody that thinks I overdo it. I've almost proven him wrong constantly. When I'm over worrying, it's because she has no sense of self-preservation. Um, one time she was running around a pool so much chasing shiny objects, she ran the pads off of all four of her feet. She literally ran her feet raw. 
because uh, I was I kind of let her relax thinking I was being an overprotective princess and turns out I probably should have stopped her like I thought but you live and learn their hearts are bigger than their body or their uh, their hearts are more have us go happier and harder than their bodies can handle sometimes and Izzy is that dog but as a result of like some fear I uh I don't want to take her to the have her dental work done because they'll have to intubate her and I'm going to be going to a new vet, a vet who actually helped save her life. I initially met when she was attacked by these two giant, ferocious dogs and nearly killed her. It's another side story, Uh, but I helped save her life uh, initially, and then I took her to some vets that helped prolong her life and keep her alive longer. And, uh, yeah, I'm terrified she needs her teeth cleaned. It's a fact. And I talked to Christine. Um, Here's a plug for All Animals Veterinary Hospital in Calabasas, California. Uh, They're astonishing uh, astonishing. I met them, uh, bloodied in battle with me and Izzy's blood all over my body as I carried her into the vet on a, some after hours schedule. And, uh, they kept her alive and have been friends. And, uh, uh, Dr. Molinar and Christine have given me more peace and love, uh, than anything I can have requested or fathomed. But, uh, I really am scared to get her dental work because of that. So, that's what's on my mind. Um, I don't mean to be a little sad Sally here, but that's what's on my mind. A little bit of honesty and truth. Um, she's fine and everything. She just needs dental work. So I thought I'd get that off my chest, but we'll try to get into some more happy stuff. We're going to talk about what happened on this day, October 8th in the past. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Life story of Playboy Penny. Extra, so on this day, October 8th in the past, I'm going to try to get these a little bit more entertaining because God help you, you're probably in traffic or doing something else that makes you want to go, God, I might as well at least listen to Jeff while I'm doing X. So I'll try to keep him entertaining. So on this one, 1871, the Great Chicago Fire. I know you're going, oh, God, the Chicago Fire, that same old thing. However, did you know it was not started by a cow, as originally reported? Uh, Yeah, so the Chicago Fire destroyed more than um, 100... one hundred of the three hundred thousand residents were left homeless, and this is back in eighteen seventy-one. That's no joke. Three and a half miles of Chicago were destroyed. Two hundred fifty people killed. Caused a crazy. It was caused because of a crazy drought, and uh, it was reported uh, that Mrs. O'Leary's cow started the fire. Uh, it was reported by the Chicago Tribune. This was before the Star magazine and all the other uh, crap. And it wasn't until 22 years later the author of the story retracted it. So for 22 years, people believed one of the biggest fires in fire service history was caused by a cow. Sad. Moving on. I hope everyone's okay. I know uh, it might be too soon, but... 1993. Wow, jumping ahead. A group of Italian Roman Catholic bishops announced that those who have sex after divorce will not be allowed to take part in communion. So if you're Catholic, <coughs> like me, and have been divorced, <coughs> like me, and have had sex after the divorce, like me, I can't partake in communion? Hmm. This is a whole other religious chat, I'm sure. Uh, I believe in God. I am Catholic. But I do not agree with this law that was made on this day in 1993. <laughs> to be brutally honest. Uh, moving on. I'll try to keep it more entertaining. Uh, oh, 1949 on this day. Yet another tough, yet, depending on the movie, sexy woman was born on this day. Get away from her, you bitch! And that's freaking gosh dang right. Sigourney Weaver, the original alien slayer, 
Uh, yeah, you might know her from other movies. Gorillas in the Mist was actually a badass movie, 1988. Uh, but I will forever have a love for her from Alien, Aliens, Alien, blah, 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 Alien, blah, 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 Alien, blah, 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 Alien Resurrected, Alien Resurrected, blah, blah, blah. And she also had a little spin in Ghostbusters in 84. But Sigourney Weaver, I salute you for making aliens hot and sexy and uh, granny panties tolerable. I'm not even sure what that means. Well, actually, I do. If you watch the original Alien, she's actually almost all the Alien movies. She spends most of the movie running around in her in her granny panties. Um, so, moving on. Uh, on this day, uh, did he die? He died. Uh, 1793, John Hancock. Most people don't even know who that is. It's the 13th president, fourth and 13th president of the Continental Congress. Uh, but I know him from uh, Chris Farley saying John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. If you don't know the reference, go watch uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah, I think it's Tommy Boy, where he goes to college for 12 years. And there's nothing wrong with going to college for 12 years. And that is today in history. All right. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm a nerd. I love me some comic book movies. I'll even give ones that probably shouldn't be given a chance, a chance for multiple reasons. A, as an actor, I want to be in movies. B, actually, I know the guys that were the second unit and most of the action directors of this movie. So here is my review of Venom. Nerd! Okay, my review of Venom. It is Sunday afternoon. I just watched Venom. Um, I watched it for uh, Monday's show. And here's what we got. Uh, first off, I want to make a disclaimer um, I look at this movie kind of like when uh, Black Hawk Down or other movies about the military. I want to, although there are historic, obviously Venom's not historically referenced. I'm just talking about source material, i.e. the comics in this case. But like Black Hawk Down and military movies and all that, there is source material, but it has to be tweaked for entertainment value. And with that being said, I don't know tons about Venom beyond I actually in college watched a butt ton of the ama- the Spider-Man cartoon and uh, Venom was in there. And to be brutally honest, that's the extent of my knowledge of Venom. Um, I know Eddie Brock and I know a little bit of the backstory, but that's really it. So with, keep that in mind with my review because I'm not going to go into a deep dive nerd Marvel accuracy reference uh, review here. Uh, and I'll spoiler free. Yes, let's make this spoiler free. Um, so with all that, keep that in mind. Um, so this is actually good for non-crazy critical nerds because this will be kind of maybe the uh, perspective you'll be coming out when you see uh, Venom. So overall, um, it's PG-13, so that was the very first thing right out the gate that kind of frustrated me is because <laughs> with all the movies that are making the risk that uh, for characters that inherently should be rated R, Logan, uh, Daredevil or not Daredevil, um, Deadpool. Um, Logan is a good example. Deadpool is a lot of it just because of the swearing and the vulgarity and a lot, of, a lot of that. But Logan is good because it helped tell the story better, being a more violent film, um, right, wrong, or indifferent. Venom, <coughs> in my opinion, is not a PG-13 character. So right off the bat, I was a little hesitant. Um, but overall... That, that the rating wasn't too much of a limit. It would be better rated R, though. Um, they could probably spend a little bit more time on the danger of the character. Um, and speaking of characters and actors, overall, I think everybody was cast very well. Um, Tom Hardy, I, I have a total luck, uh, respect for him as a fan as and as a wannabe uh, climbing my way actor. Um, 
I'd heard some reviews about his like accent or his dialect. Tom Hardy himself has a, a surprisingly, to me, a voice that doesn't match what you see. <laughs> so that that kind of always throws me just hearing him talk in general. He has kind of a, I mean, he's a big giant man of a old tough dude, and he has kind of like this like kind of light voice. Um, but I heard a lot of reviews about his accent being all that kitty wampus. Um, I think here's what it is. I think his accent was kind of pretty good. It had kind of a tough New York thing. Anybody who's been to New York, you know, anybody that's kind of been on that side of the, the blue collar side of the job. So I, you know, like Eddie Brock, they have a little bit more tough and abrasive accent. I mean, he's not a lawyer, uh, but they took, they did a little throwback to uh, why he's not in LA or why he's not in New York um, in this movie. Uh, they referenced a little bit of the backstory, but zero, zero reference to the Spider-Man. Sorry. Good Lord to the Spider-Man universe um, uh, that I caught. I only watched it once and I was, you know, I was admittedly a little disclaimer, a little bit of personal BS happened like right before the movie started. So I was a little bit ticked off. So I was not in a good headspace to be entertained. Uh, but once the movie started, I kind of got lost in it. Um, but yeah, so actor, his accent and everything, I honestly think it worked. The places where it people I think might say it got weird or off is the things that I want to critique is when he got involved with the Venom character. Um, I, I'm saying all this as a fan. I'm not crit critiquing the acting, but as like from an actor's standpoint, I'm critiquing it as a fan. I found it weird that he was a really tough, competent guy. Um, you know, but he played the everyman. He wasn't an, uh, a hero. He still kind of played the loser. But then when he got involved with Venom, he became kind of a, a nimrod. You know, um, they added a little bit too comedy to it. It had a weird comedy twist to it. And I think that kind of took away from it. And so the comedic delivery of the lines in that Brooklyn British, or not British, Brooklyn, New York, whatever accent he was doing accent, that's kind of what threw me for the curve. So that kind of, and that was my biggest, that'd be my biggest critique of the film outside of it being rated PG-13 was this weird, um, yeah, he kind of turned into a, a nimrod, like a weak dork. And Tom Hardy, you look at him, he's not that guy. Um, the character and the circumstances were such that he was a loser and, you know, and a down-and-out uh, reporter and all that. Uh, but, you know, it's a comic book movie. I don't think, uh, obviously, we're not going to say, what would you really do if you were, you know, um, taken over by a symbiote from space? Obviously, it'd be a little bit crazy, but it had a little. It wasn't a dramatic reaction; it was a little bit too comedic. Um, so, um, yeah, that's that. Uh, but overall, Michelle Williams was good. The I just blanked on the gentleman's name that played the uh, antagonist, the bad guy. Uh, overall, good. The special effects were badass. Um, and before I move on to special effects and all the stunts and action, I'm going to hit pause for a minute and save this because I don't want to lose it. So the special effects and everything, um, I actually thought it was pretty good because I think the Venom character has like that ink, sludge, oil look to it, uh, comics, cartoons, or otherwise. So it kind of lends itself to be kind of forgiving to CGI because it has to have kind of a shiny out of out of uh, the real look to it. Um, and I think it, it they did a good job uh, hiding it, hiding the CGI and interacting the character. But again, my standard now is Thanos in, uh, Avengers, um, in infinity war. And I think they could have spent more time showing the character. I don't know. Maybe they have more plans in the future, but it was it as much of a 
secondary character as he was to Eddie Brock's character, the Venom character, seemed to like not get as much screen time as I would have liked. Um, and then moving on to the action and the stunts, which is it's a comic book movie. Um, this is a, not a name drop thing, but I am very fortunate to know the second unit director and his team and his stunt team. I've met with them. Uh, I hang out with them. I'm very, very lucky to be around them. And uh, just to kind of resume drop what they do, they do all the special effects and second unit stuff for the Fast and Furious movies. They did a lot of the Captain America ones. These guys are the guys from this kind of movie. Um, they're astonishing. They're an astonishing, astonishing crew. Um, I'm just enamored with them every time I talk to them and hang out with them. Uh, we play Call of Duty uh, like weekly at the, the guy's house. Um, they, uh, they, do, they, make, they make action sequences stellar. For those of you who don't know what second unit is, basically anytime there's a shot in a movie that doesn't have the main actors or the main cast, a lot of that, that's the second unit. So if you think about it, action movies like this movie and a specifically like Fast and Furious, um, that the second unit, it's really, they're the bread and butter of the act of an action movie. They do the action. It's not like the rock or Tom Hardy was there when they're doing a lot of these chase scenes. They're, they're not even on set that day unless there's some random Tom Cruise existence where they need them in the shot, but they're, they're doing a lot of the work. They're the ones crashing cars, really making a lot of this stuff happen. And, uh, Spiro and, uh, 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 Mr. Guy named Mr. Uh, Andy Gill, they, uh, they do a lot of this stuff. I would say a lot, the majority of the stuff practical in camera and they don't mess around. They were in the streets of San Francisco launching cars through space and uh, launching motorcycles. Um, so the action was spot on. I, I was highly impressed and yeah, uh, story was kind of, it was good. It's a comic book movie, so it's not a big drama. Uh, it seemed, you could tell it was a, an establisher. Uh, so it seemed kind of like quick and get to the point. Just fine. Again, I went in to be entertained by a comic book movie. Um, there's a nice little twist at the end that makes me need to do a little bit of research. And uh, I guess the one frustration, a frustration I should say, is the fact that it's Sony and associated with Marvel, and there's still this weird, like, uh, like a fair, you know, breakup scenario where it's like, wait a minute, you know, it's it's part of the Spider-Man universe, but not, and it wasn't even referenced, and it's like, God, I, uh, I don't, I don't know what, so. That's kind of my convoluted review. Go see it. I liked it. It was fun. It's a good popcorn movie. Go and enjoy it. If you're a deep, deep nerd, I'm sure it failed on a lot of points, but I don't know what they are, so that's where ignorance is bliss. Uh, again, the action was awesome. Uh, I liked the character. Tom Hardy, I thought, pulled off Tom or Eddie Brock good. Like I said, I just got a little off when he got involved with Venom. He kind of became a little kind of a, stupid or not bright, and that was frustrating. But overall, go see it. Um, this is my first movie review, so my rating system will be uh, five. Uh, will be my, you know, if something out of five will be the best. I don't know what my rating scale should be. What am I known for? Hmm. I'll think about it. But for this, out of five, whatever my unit of measurement is, I would give it a three out of five. So there you go. Uh, go watch it. Check it out. Feel free to chime in on on the uh, on Patreon under this podcast or email me fans at jeffbosley.com. Hope uh, this helped. Okay, so that brings us to the segment of the show that's a little bit more touchy-feely, where I want to inspire and motivate or kind of just give you a little bit more oomph, especially on this godforsaken Monday. Stop 
So this no joke comes from uh, not an email, fans at jeffbosley.com. It comes from a post on one of the actual podcasts. Uh, somebody asked me to talk about journaling and what I do regarding journaling. Um, now, uh, admittedly, I'm I, I'm really good at creating habits out of discipline, uh, but discipline begets desire. So it takes me a hot minute to get good at these habits. Um, but one of the habits I'm implementing via more discipline than desire is journaling. Um, and I'm not talking like uh, Doogie Howser long, deep, poetic thoughts about my day or some sort of uh, end of the sitcom message that will forever ring true in my life. I'm talking more just kind of a quick little, I compare journaling to uh, scuba diving. For those of you that scuba dive in any level, you know you plan your dive, you dive your plan. So by putting these thoughts or these things I'm going to touch on on paper, it kind of helps set my day, set the tone for my day. So I do this first thing when I wake up. I wake up, have my coffee, kind of get everything up and running. Uh, I do my TM, my transcendental meditation, and then I do this journaling. Um, and so, and this is actually at the, to credit, um, a good friend of mine, a surgeon, uh, his name's Dr. Levi Harrison. I've been on his, uh, YouTube and his podcast twice now. Uh, he's an astronomically positive guy. Uh, just Google or YouTube search, uh, Levi as in the genes, Harrison, uh, amazing dude. He's really positive, really uplifting. Um, he's, uh, always in my corner and he means the world to me. Um, but at his, um, encouragement, he had me start a journal daily. Um, and so I bought a little black uh, mead composition journal. It look, it's, it's the journal of serial killers. Every time I see these, I think of the opening of seven and uh, the guy that used these for his uh, murder, kit, murder um, journals. But um, via his talk and a kind of a hybrid of advice that he gave me, I, I, I write down three things daily. Um, I write on the top of the page, gratitude, assertion, and action. And then I journal three the things that coincide with that. So on gratitude, I obviously say something like I'm thankful for, something I might take for granted, something that happened to me, just something to acknowledge thanks for something that happened in my life. Trivial or astronomical, anything to jot it down. So if you know if you're having a bad day, you can look back and go, oh, here's some perspective. You know, I'm thankful for not having. Uh, I'm having. I mean, it could be anything. I'm thankful for having both my legs today. I mean, uh, anything like that. So that's gratitude. The next one is assertion. And for me, honestly, it started out as affirmation, which to me seemed not as concrete. Like you're kind of affirming something. I don't know. I don't like the word affirmation. It seems loose. So I switched it to assertion where it's fact. Um, like I, this will happen. And um, sometimes it's like kind of touchy-feely like, you know, I am a confident person. That's an assertive, you know, or I possess the qualities needed to be extremely successful, you know, so that's a little touchy feely. But other days I just write like today's, I'll straight up admit it said, uh, I got this. That was my assertion. Um, and uh, lastly, uh, is action. I'll even tell you what today's worth at the end of this. The last one is action. And that's something you need to do. Uh, the, yesterday, for example, I put I need to get Izzy's appointment with her uh, vet for the dentist. As you heard earlier in the show, I've been putting that off. And I wrote it down and I did it. I'll be damned. Um, and then uh, today's action, um, it's anything that's actionable. That goes, that goes without saying, you would think. But if you say, I'm going to go to Paris on vacation, that's way grandiose. You're not going to do that between journal days. So write down something that's actionable because if you set these huge lofty goals for a one day span of 24 hours, you're not going to accomplish it. I'm not going to, my action, I would love to be like, we'll walk red carpet to the Oscars. That's not going to happen by tomorrow. So again, uh, I write down the date and then I write under it every time so I don't forget and I can actually reference it quickly. I write gratitude, comma, assertion, comma, action. 
and then I write down goal today's or, uh, today's gratitude G. Uh, my gratitude today was uh, it's I'm recording some of these on Saturday and Sunday before Monday's show, but my goal or my gratitude was I had a great week of training and workouts and my diet was on track. Uh, my assertion for Saturday was I got this. And my action was to set set work intervals using this app I use called Pom. I'm going to pronounce it wrong, Pomodoro. It sets work and rest intervals so you don't get distracted and you get uh, dedicated rest intervals so you can stay focused and more productive. And it's a, just an app I use. You, know, you can set your like work schedule for 20 minutes on, 10 minutes off. And then that 10 minutes you get up, you move around, you take the dog out, you look at emails, but you only work for those 20 minutes and then you come back for those 10 so that, that's to answer the question. I apologize for whom asked that, um, uh, for not being able to reference your name. Uh, there's so many ways to communicate with people. I, I lose where it's at. It could be a DM. It could be an instant message. It could be a comment under a picture. But I'm certain it might have been either a DM or a post within the podcast post itself. So forgive me uh, for whoever it is. Thank you. Uh, this might be something people can use. And again, I'm, I should almost rename this podcast for those of you who know me. Because for those of you who know me, Journaling is not exactly my thing. It's it's definitely a weakness. Um, but when I kind of likened it to, uh, you know, I mean, if we had operations, you'd plan your operation. It would go to hell the minute you left the gate. But you'd at least try to plan your operation. You know, scuba diving, dive your plan. Plan your dive, dive your plan. Uh, hopefully scuba diving, it doesn't go to hell. That means you die or get like nitrogen narcosis. Um, but when I, jot, when I thought of it in that way, like using it as a disciplinary action, as a thing to help focus me and make me more of a working cyborg, that helped me do it and I set the journal on my bed every morning or at night every night so when I get up in the morning I don't miss it I don't get distracted as much as I want to put it away in my little OCD put everything away at the end of the night ways I have it leading out so I remember it's there and I wake up and that's what I do to journal so hopefully um, that will give you guys something to do buy a journal try it out keep it simple and don't uh, make it all grandiose because you might be setting yourself up for failure and it gives you something to look back on. Uh, what I'm going to try to also implement is on Sundays, look back on the week, see how it went, you know, room for improvement, room to continue growth, etc. So I hope that works. Hope it gives you something to focus on and kind of a uh, template on uh, how to maybe better your life and find a little bit of motivation in your day and ways to help self-motivate so you don't have to count on others as much as we, as you may now. So yeah, thanks for listening. Hope that helped. <laughs> Okay, and before we get to the final section uh, of my talk with Jenny, part two of two, Jenny Lee, uh, we continue our conversation from Friday's show. Um, I just really want to take a moment to uh, unsolicitedly plug Instacart. I do not get paid or reimbursed by them, which I wish I would. Um, those of you who don't know, LA sucks with traffic and time and groceries and parking and road rage and time and time and gas waste, etc. Instacart, no joke, I have done the math with the amount of money it costs for fuel or to Uber to a place and pay for parking and the amount of time if you could put uh, associate a cost with time. It's cheaper to have Instacart do their thing and it employs people. So if you haven't used it, look into Instacart. I was able to actually work on almost an entire show while somebody else grocery shopped for me. It only cost me a couple bucks, which would be more than gas and time and, and, and uh, parking combined. So seriously, check them out. I almost did an entire show, recorded, edited it, and now I get to do a couple more segments with my, uh, <coughs> if it fits your macros, Jack Daniels assisting me in the recording. So check out Instacart, no joke. Moving on, anyway, here is the rest of my conversation with the motivational, funny, and honest uh, 
fitness life coach Jenny Lee. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Of course. Um, I am a total loner. Yep. Like, I live, so I live in a studio apartment that from, from, from social media, I'm pretty sure we basically live in the same shoebox. Yeah. Um, just maybe different size feet, you know, <laughs> or different shoe stores. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and, like, I, when I first moved into this specific building, I was like, everything I need is here. Yeah. You know, I meal prep, so, and I pick up my meal prep, because if I cook, like, I might die, because <laughs> oh, I'm no. a terrible cook. Well, yeah, my place is so small, if I cook, I might actually have the fire department call because of, like, a heat expenditure issue. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... So I'm like, so I'm picking up my meal plans, you know, I'm doing what I got to do, but everything I need yeah. is in these walls. Now, are you the kind of person that, that feeds itself, though, to the point, like, a lot of my friends or whatever, because I'm the same way, it's weird, because we're extroverted introverts or introverted extroverts, where, like, they're like, oh, God, he's in this downward spiral. Like, do you find yourself, like, the more you stay in or the more you loner, the more that feeds itself? Or is it is that just how you turn off and recharge? Like, are you pretty balanced? I, <laughs> balanced. Yeah, I know. Sorry, I, I used the B word. So I, I know you're I, referencing the dark side, but how you know, that, that loner time is it, that it spirals pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. I'm the um, same way. I mean, I'm unfortunately the same, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, eventually I will run out of food <laughs> and, <laughs> and I will order a pizza. And oh. once that happens, you can just say goodbye to me for the next three days. Like, you just explained a week of mine about a week ago. <laughs> like, you what? You just you just rehashed my last uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, for about a week, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I ran out of all this healthy food. I guess that means I'm supposed to order pizza for breakfast." <laughs> <Duh. laughs> um, you know, and and I used to I used to attach a lot of shame to being that way. Mm-hmm. And then just like out of nowhere, I guess in the last year or so, I was like, you know what? I'm going to lean in. Hmm, interesting. I'm just going to go with it because I'm fighting it is making me feel worse. Yeah. Because now I'm shaming myself. How do you find the and difference between that and like, like, okay, let's say you're one of your clients. I'm playing devil's advocate here is trying to like maybe get better healthy habits where they're trying to actually not do that. How do you find that balance between uh, helping them better themselves or reach a goal that could also be considered sh- shaming. Like, how do you find that balance? I like, cause obviously if we let our vices go, I would wake up, have vodka for breakfast, pizza for lunch, you know, the, cause the things that you want, so you live in New Orleans. yeah, exactly. Like, Man, I got to move <laughs> where it's acceptable. Um, but yeah, like if we were down to, I've said this in other podcasts and other like stuff, like, your body wants to be comfortable and easy and taste good things and, and find, you know, kind of your body almost is more s- s- prone to being sloth than it is to being energetic and moving a million miles an hour, you know, and how do you find that balance of not letting people like go to a downward spiral bat poorly and you for, and you for not just others, you, <laughs> I, 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 no matter what, I always, always, have work I never not have work that's good okay um, 
So that's kind of my, okay, I definitely have to walk out that door Mm -hmm. in the next 24 hours. Sometime in the next 24 hours, that door's going to open and I have to walk out of it. Um, When I talk to my clients, first and foremost, no matter what, I don't care who they are, where they're from, what their status is, I just tell them it's okay. I like it. And I, from there, like from that moment, you can kind of tell how best to coach that person. Gotcha. You know, there's, I mean, you, you know, there's so much pressure to be. Oh, for sure. Best self and, you know, hashtag best life and all this (laughs) stuff. And like sometimes me being okay is the best I got. Yeah. You know, and, um, I remind, I mean, even during a class, I will tell people like, you are okay. You are not dying. Yeah. You are, you are good. Your heart pounding in your chest right now. That's, that means, well, it means you're awesome. Like, good job. You're, you're reaching that next cardio level. Yeah. But also, I mean, high five to me for getting you there. You're welcome. <laughs> good for you. You know, but it's like, I want, I try to make it as light as possible. You know, I have, there's a lot. So I'm near Tulane and Loyola University, and I see all these young girls coming in, and they are, you know, trying to be Instagram models. And they don't see how that is not accessible. It's not real life. Long term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that eventually all that laughing you're doing at someone is going to not just make them feel bad, but it's also going to cause wrinkles on your face. So, <laughs> like, nice. I'm not trying to discourage your happiness, but make sure it's worth it. Yeah. You know, um, but these girls, man, they're under so much pressure. And I just, I tell them, I'm like, I will not meet you for a drink, but I will meet you for ice cream. I'll be down. And the moment I say that, it's like the veil drops. Jesus, that's they're astonishing. Like, they're like, oh my gosh, really? Have you been here? Have you? And then it's like a healthy discussion that leads to, okay, how do we break? Wow. You know, how do we break your bondage with food? Wow. God, that's astonishing. <laughs> that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, do you find it? <laughs> this sounds sexist, but I don't mean it to be. I mean, is is do you think a lot of the simply put a lot more? I, I know the answer. I think are most of your clients in that realm going to be females? Is that I mean, the I pressure find, being an insta model for a male seems non-existent. Oh, you'd be surprised, brother. Well, I mean, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there, there is a lot of that, but for me personally, I. So here, okay, so let's just open up this whole other can. I have dated and been in the fitness industry, and I feel uncomfortable if my guy is like, oh, yeah, I'm going to train with so-and-so, and and I don't know her, but (laughs) there she is in her sports bra and her tiny little shorts, you know, and, you know, and I get it, she's hot, but I train too. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. I, instead of going into that lane, I tell people almost all the time, I'm like, sure, I will train you, sir, only if you bring your girlfriend with you. Badass. That's genius. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I'm, I'm kind of.
kind of no nonsense and we especially with this political climate god yeah you know i'm not taking any chances and also i find that there's i mean i have a shoulder injury and a hip injury there's a lot that i'm gonna ask some dude to do that i cannot physically assist cool yeah for sure you know, and I can show you the form of it, but I'm not, I'm not going to be able to spot you, spot you. Yeah. You know, so yeah, for the most part, I talk to mostly women. Also in group exercise, oh, you true, guys yeah. are missing out on group exercise. Yeah. I'm one of the people that judges it, not judges it, but, um, shies away with, without justification, without justification though, to be honest with you. I have no, I mean, like, yeah, if somebody put a gun to my head, I couldn't explain why. Like, the most group exercise I've done was in the Army, which was associated with not fun. Or, like, I went to, like, a, you know, like a big uh, a hot yoga class. So, you're quiet. So, it was, like, loner group exercise. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like swimming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I feel like guys in group exercise, first off, I have guys that come to my class. And their age group is, one of them is easily my dad's age, like in his late 60s. Okay. And one of them is like, cool dad age, whatever that age is. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So shout out to all those cool dads listening. Um, <laughs> and he comes in, he's got three sons. His wife also works out with me on different times because, you know, sons. Yeah. Um, and he's like on the bike before everybody Aww. riding harder than everybody Badass. and then like when i ask him to do some sort of push-up on a bike which by the way we can talk about that as well um he's down like he's like okay i'll try it whatever that's cool and i i can really appreciate that but also he is improving his heart rate number one so all those weights he's lifting with his weight training group. Yeah. Like we live in an age where you're going to probably punch a lot less people in the face than you will have the opportunity to get shot. And you cannot punch a bullet. You got to be able to run. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. I, I can vouch for, I can vouch for that. <laughs> so, you know, so when I, when I coach him, it's really fun. And it's such an encouragement to me because I know, one, my music's not too girly. Two, I'm giving him something that he that is improving his life. Because that's one thing. Guys don't beat around the bush. If, you, if you're not adding to their workout or if it's not challenging at the right amount. Oh, they'll bail. They're out. Yeah. And they have no shame about it. They're just like, mm, I'm out. Do you think they're just looking for an excuse because of the... I don't want to say stigma, but because of their reservations, they're, they're told like that you almost have to really, uh, snag them at, because they're lo just looking for an excuse to bail. I don't know that they're actively, a lot of them aren't looking for an excuse to bail because they showed up. So they're yeah. already True. battling up against the stigma. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think it is quite a shock to most of them that, the classes that I teach are hard. Yeah. I mean, a still and picture of your classes makes me tired. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm not joking. You're totally going to come to my class one day. We'll no, because it, it sounds exhausting. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, 
No, I have a I have a cliche. As much as I try to come across somewhat balanced, I have a very cliche male ego. And you can Mar you can Marty McFly me and just say, "What are you, chicken?" I'll be like, "Okay, I'm there." <laughs> so, I'm very I'm I'm very. Yeah, it's I I don't even try to hide that fact. It's it's very my I I had friends growing up that they use that as a sick sick tool, knowing I would do it, and it's led to a lot of hospitalizations and broken bones. But yeah, I get that. I get that about you. Yeah, <laughs> so I have a question that's completely deviated, but it's actually not, um, I don't want to say staged, but it's, I'm asking this almost as a friend and client, and you would be perfect to answer this. So um, I was having the cliche Los Angeles coffee with somebody yesterday, um, a platonic friend I've known for years, and she had an interesting conundrum, and I had an answer that kind of made me sad yet encouraged at the same time. So she's with this guy, and he's they're in a new part of the relationship. And this isn't relationship talk, but I'm curious about your thoughts on the second half of this question. She's with this guy, and since this world we live in, like you said, the political climate we live in, everything's just, it seems like everything's just a mess when it comes to like loyalty and affairs and all this crap. She's with a guy, and since she's now just getting to know him, he's now having a friend, uh, female friend come, like long-term female friend come into town. He said she's going to stay her with him and her family's going to come or whatever. And her first, my friend's first instinct was because of maybe her past or maybe because it doesn't seem like there are good people in this world anymore. Her first instinct was, Oh great. This, you know, this is the, there's a, she's instantly kind of jealous without like good cause. And, you know, and she asked me for my thoughts and I go, I don't know what you think of me as far as like my motive, my blind optimism, but sometimes I get a little bit pissy and jaded versus my, I don't have an inherent instinct to be hippie optimist. But I told her, I was like, I was like, it, it seems like it'd be a shitty way to live constantly just assuming the worst in people. I'd rather assume the best in people and constantly be let down or risk being let down than constantly live in a state of assuming people are bad and cheaters and all that and never be let down. What do you do with that? Like, how do you, would you answer the same way? You seem like you kind of might would. You know, like okay, so having faith I in humanity. Have experience in this area. Okay, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Is I kind of <laughs> thought you did. Is like having faith in humanity, but knowing you're statistically going to be disappointed here and there, versus no faith in humanity and never being wrong. Well, okay. So the <laughs> thing is, is that you're up against a lot of stuff, right? So For sure. Number one, it's a new relationship. Yeah. Number two, they probably don't know. They probably know each other a little tiny bit better than you and I know each other right now. Totally. Very instant. Totally. You know, um, and so she probably doesn't feel comfortable t exposing herself, you know, showing yeah. that vulnerability of, Hey, um, I'm, I'm happy that you have friends. Yeah. But this situation is making me uncomfortable. Well, that's what made me think of when you talked about when you have uh, the the partner come train with you if there's a boy-girl issue. You know, like you'll bring the boyfriend of the girlfriend, etc. And I can see I... that because I think we're instinctively jealous creatures, whether we're balanced or not. Oh, yeah. And we're built in. We are, we are fed jealousy. Yeah. Like we eat jealousy yeah. every day. Yeah. Without, without being, like we're force-fed it. Yeah. You know, well, that's what advertising is, 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 is oh. we're jealous enough of this person in this picture with this product to buy that product. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I would, if, if your friend were my friend, so basically she's my friend now. For sure. Um, Take her. She's, you're better for her. <laughs> I would, I would tell her that if she's uncomfortable talking to him about it, then 
then she really has to just like, it's literally a heads or tail decision. Yeah. However, the fact that she is identifying as in a relationship with someone yeah. that she can't even express this kind of uncomfortability. Ooh, yeah. Good point. That, that could me, speak volumes. It's not a red flag, but it's definitely like a, you should pay attention to A little self-evaluation on that for sure. Yeah, that's valid. You know, that's really valid too. You know, yeah. I was, yeah, it's just, it's, it sucks because the people that are, I think the people, cause you're definitely, you, um, you're all heart and I'm not just saying that to like kiss your butt, but I think people that are all like heart and all out to help and care, they're also the ones most susceptible to be like hurt. It seems oh, like, yeah. yeah. And, and I kind of, you know, I can't imagine, I mean, I'm pushing not, I'm pushing being over 30 <laughs> and like you start to get kind of you know, um, like life scarring. And so you start to just start assuming the worst based on past, you know, it's like when you're 18, you assume nobody will ever cheat on you. Everybody's going to be good. And if you do, if you're helpful and try to help the world, it'll always pay off and make you feel good. And then the longer you do that, the odds are more in favor of that not happening consistently. And so you're like, well, why am I even going to try to be nice? Because this person's, right. you know, whether it's in relationship or anything, you know, whether I'm yeah. trying to help people in a class, trying to start a business, you know, it's like, well, why even try? I, you know, it, it's it's not worth the crash. Yeah, but isn't like you have to? It's not really what it's worth. It's about what you are worth. Jesus, that was that was the bumper sticker of the conversation right there. <laughs> no joke. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean? It's like that's what I would tell your friend. What are you worth to not get hurt by a dumb situation? I. <laughs> yeah <laughs> what you just said yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i know this sounds like one of those things like you see on a sitcom like i um i have a friend <laughs> i have a friend no you know but that's on my mother's on like... my mother's life she's still alive it, this is a true story this isn't jeff making up a friend that doesn't exist just to ask you for advice over the phone for free <laughs> <laughs> no but that's what it is it's you have to decide when it comes to relationships or your your intuitive feeling yeah you have to decide what you are worth before you can decide what the situation or what the risk is worth that's that's beautifully brilliant <laughs> i mean i and and trust me like i i sound like i got this but i don't i know you don't you know and it's such a bumpy road and yeah. and i find like I will know who I am one day and I will stand so firm in my convictions. <laughs> and then three seconds later, I'm like, what? Let's shots for everybody. I'm going home with you. you know? and, and, and it's that, it's that pendulum swing between, you know, good and eh, yeah, be for better. sure. For sure. You know, your pendulum swings only so far yeah do you think because you can, go ahead if you can put a cap on it like if you can stop swinging i think you're born swinging from good to evil yeah and 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 life kind of knocks you around and by the time you get i'm 34 i have no shame in it by the time you get to 34 you know okay if i just you know tighten my 
tighten the rope on yeah. that pendulum. If I can just cinch it up a little bit, I don't have to swing that far ever again. True. Do you think helping people, like when you have to be quote unquote on for so many people, like you spend your day doing that for people, do you think it also self-regulates you to keep that pendulum swing less dramatic? Because you have to almost, you have to stay that way for other people, which kind of like you said, the action forces you to stay that way too. You don't get to, you, you can't like go to somebody to tell them to be optimistic and you can't deliver that message in a poo-poo, I'm sad way. So does that force you to keep your pendulum from swinging? Sometimes, um, but I'll tell you, like, as soon as I'm quote unquote off the clock, yeah, yeah, it can be risky business. You know, it can be the thing's just ready to swing. <laughs> yeah, it can be. I am going out. Get out of my way. For like, sure. You're either with me or you're left behind. Or you're Those in my way. <laughs> oh no, you you won't be in my way. Like I'm going to go. You know, like. That's, that's the personality I have. Gotcha. And I think, I think the amount of, um, what is it? Like knowing myself, uh-huh. what, what would, whatever you would call that. Um, like, you know, what you're, you're not changed. kidding yourself as to what you are. Like, you know that, yeah. like you're aware. Totally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's that self-awareness of, um, I know how bad this could be. Yeah. So I'm not gonna go out tonight. Gotcha. That's good. I mean, yeah, that's that's something that comes with either age, experience, and or maturity for sure. Because yeah, I was just talking to a friend of mine today. Uh, it's no secret, one way or another. Recently went through a breakup, and like I know what my what I could possibly be capable of doing based on my past. So it's like okay, just avoid X, Y, and Z for now because I know what I'm gonna do or what I could do. Why set myself up for that? Right. You know, yeah. I'm not 18 anymore. <laughs> uh, wait, what? Tr- trust me. There's a lot. Yeah, exactly. I can only get the ladies when I'm 18, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. No, my creaky knees speak volumes. I'm not. They're, they, give, they're, they give you away. Huh? Yeah, they're totally a dead ringer. <laughs> well, holy hell, dude. We've talked for almost 40 minutes already. I kind of knew this was going to happen. You're, you're a good talker. You're not a rambler. You're a good talker. Um, this will have to be, a. we'll, we'll have to do, keep doing, this is definitely going to have to circle back around. This, I really want to know what your friend decides. Totally. No, I will. I'm genuinely, like, this is fresh very recently and I'm curious too, because I have a vested interest. I'm like, I constantly in like big brother mode. So I always yeah. have like this weird vested, you know, protector interest in like everybody. Yeah, so no, I'm genuinely, that. and like, okay, so like, let's say he's a good guy. It's a protector. Jeff is like, okay, yeah, good. But let's say maybe she, her instincts or her fears are right. He, you know, he'll pay. <laughs> well, but here, here's the other part of that. Like whether or not her fears are quote unquote right, yeah. they're valid. Jesus, look at, you're, you're good at what you do, lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and, and I speak from so much experience. For sure. It's not, yeah. You know, from telling someone for real. Hey, man, if you do this, this is what's going to happen to me. Oh, wow. Very, like, straight up. I, I don't, and this is this is probably why I'm single, because I don't beat around the bush with exactly what, what I'm dealing with. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like we were talking about before you hit record. You know, I'm like, I will leave a date 
and you will get a free meal. Like, because number one, like, sorry. So but number two, for the like, people that want to know, so enjoy your whatever. Yeah. So let's give everybody out your email and your phone number, because that doesn't sound like a bad night. <laughs> yeah, but you got to be repulsive. Oh, okay. So, Repulsive people yeah. inquire only. <laughs> yeah, please send them my way. Um, Come on now. But, but like I, I literally laid it out to the point of if you go in this eight-hour trip or wherever mm-hmm. with this specific person. I will not trust you. Yeah. 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 There's just that. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, it doesn't all, it's not always that blatant. Yeah. But there's things that you can say. You can say, hey, like, oh my gosh, that's really cool. Is her whole family staying with you guys? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, oh, wow. Okay. So before she gets here, let's talk about us. And like, I just want to be clear because I'm here and I'm in this. For sure. Like my feet are in this bucket. <laughs> I just want to make sure your feet are in the same bucket. I dig it. And if you got one foot in, cool. I just want to know. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I we're, we're definitely going to have a, a continuation and or just repeat segments on uh, your relationship perspective and advice. <laughs> You're gonna get your you're gonna get your own segment. <laughs> Yay! How exciting. <laughs> well wait, before we do anything else. Yeah. We gotta talk about why you're not telling people your Instagram handle and your Twitter handle. No, because, because I find it I've listened to your podcast today. I had to study and you don't say it enough. <laughs> okay, well here's what's ironic about that is because other than this I whore out all my information all the time everywhere. And it wasn't until the podcast where I actually reined it in. And my text might have not came across my intention was because I don't need this is business one business chat right now for Jenny and I. Like, I don't need traffic to my social media. I need my social media traffic to my podcast. So within the podcast, I don't want to drive traffic to my Instagram. I need to drive traffic from my Instagram on an already established uh, foundation to the new platform of my podcast. So within right, my podcast, so po- now it's Patreon. Yeah, like I mean that's just for the podcast. So like within the podcast, um, actually today the, re- the tomorrow's recording, which I edit, I changed based on your advice today. In the opening like segment, I talk about how to get a hold of me, and now in the summary, I'll put where you can find me because yeah, podcast is a narrow existence. So obviously they won't see like the fun pictures of my dog or whatever. So I still tell them where else to find me but i do need to expose them to this new avenue this additional avenue more than i need to catch them catch because you know to get the small numbers on patreon or my podcast to my the ones that are there are from my social media so they don't need to know about my social media god willing i get to joe rogan levels then i'll be like hey here's where i am everywhere but so like tomorrow yeah i want that in stone lady <laughs> i want that written hey, down you gotta dream big, right? no i know you trust me it. you're uh and you're you you're like a crazy person when you do but no you're uh at least you're bringing joy to people around <laughs> you <laughs> you're one of the people I, that is good to have in my life because i definitely am prone uh to being the some people are so realistic or pragmatic that it borders on um causing like self-limit 
you know, and, and I'm for sure that's the business I'm in and the friends I have, thank God, keep me from being that way, you know, inherently. Yeah. So, um, because we are long witted SOBs, I'll wrap it up and we will, you will be back <laughs> awesome. whether you like it or not. Um, no worries. I got this. Yeah, so um, I don't know if I said this before we talked. Don't hang up, but I'm going to say goodbye for now and then hit stop. Cool. <laughs> Thank you, Sounds Jenny. Sounds great. All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> oh, wait. Do you want... Oh, I'm here. Good, I'm still here. I didn't Sorry. hit... It's still recording. <laughs> ha ha. Speaking of all that social media crap, where Throw can we... Back to the 80s. Where can we find you? Like, where can these people see you and hear you and be motivated with blurry, extremely energetic spin pictures? I live in the wind. Um, <laughs> oh, am... my God. Okay, now I'm stopping and recording. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, seriously, though. I am at Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, works, W-E-R-X. Love it. And that's most, that's, like, the one I'm trying to push people to. Nice. The fitness Perfect. stuff. From there, you can link to everything else. Yeah, I love it. Okay, cool. So, Jenny works, W-E-R-X. And yeah. uh, now we'll try that again. Thank you. And All right, this time it's for real, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> no, you hang up. <laughs> Stop it. And thus concludes my positively long-winded conversation with Jenny Lee. She will be back. She already has ideas for the next show she's in. So I'm getting some reoccurring segments. It's awesome. Uh, Jenny's going to be back soon. Um, later this week, we're going to have Jesse Coyne back. He's going to talk about his kids and all the uh, head trauma that's new as far as like for me generationally uh back in my day you just hit your head on stuff playing football or any other sport and now there's all sorts of helmet laws he's going to talk about that concussions scott segren's going to be back i'm going to have a good friend of mine brianna a single mother of two uh insanely energetic twins uh well former serving marine but once a marine always a marine and uh many 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 more so thus concludes monday's freebie of the land of boz please 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 check it out subscribe i will i swear on my life i'm doing my best to make this worth your time and money two bucks a month uh it might be pennies or you know quarters literally out of your pocket but it means the world to me and i will give you your money's worth i will give you an hour daily of something you will enjoy listening to on the drive at the gym i wouldn't listen to me at the gym that doesn't seem motivational uh maybe doing cardio maybe i'm enough of a distraction for cardio but it means the world to me. I'm not joking. Uh, you just taking the time uh, and listening means a lot. And you're seriously, if you guys have ideas or, or things you want to talk about or can, things you want to change or things you want different, somebody already chimed in on the audio on some stuff, which um, I completely agree on. I'm working on the audio for people calling in. Um, and anything and everything, please feel free to chime in on the Patreon page. Again, you don't have to get the Patreon app. You can just do it via the website once, copy paste your iTunes thing. I can tell you how to do that. I will be, I am here to serve you, not in the creepy Hollywood way, but I am here for you. I am your employee. You are my boss and I am doing this for you. So hopefully I'm entertaining and motivating and somewhat um, educational at times too. So thank you so much for everything you do for me. Have a great Monday. Uh, I am still at this point when you hear this, uh, probably in bed getting ready to go to surgery. So I love you all. Uh, go forth, conquer, uh, kick ass. Be relentless. Adios. Yeah.